We are heading into the final stretch of the 2022 year here for the Nationals. And guys, I'm going to get into some goals heading into 2023 and how the Nationals can successfully get those goals on the right track. But then also, I'm going to recap the biggest storyline of the 2022 season in all of Major League Baseball, in my mind, which was the Nationals deciding to trade superstar phenom Juan Soto. But then also, I'm going to be discussing some of the ownership situation and how this has been a complete debacle. I'm going to get into all of that and more right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as we get into this recap show of the 2022 season and look ahead to the Nationals 2023 season, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever, and I mean wherever, you get your podcast as I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can follow me over at Twitter at RyanClary11. And you can also follow the show page at LO underscore Nationals as we get into all the Nationals content, and all the great things from this year, some might say, including myself. So let's get into that. But before today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And as I was getting to, guys, there's not a lot of positives from this 2022 year with the Washington Nationals. Although, this is where... It may piss some people off what I'm about to say. I can tell you right now, the positive that we have was trading away superstar Juan Soto. And some may say that's ludicrous. You might say that's insane. But hear me out, guys. Let's look at the Los Angeles Angels right now. What have they done with Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, those two guys, some of the two brightest stars of the game of baseball, in the history of baseball, when you look at it. I believe in an organization, when you are building from the top to the bottom, you have to look at yourself in the mirror, meaning the organization, and you have to be honest with yourself with where you stand in all of baseball. Where do you sit? When you look at the mirror, do you see a winning team? Do you see a losing team? What do you see? What are your biggest issues? What are your flaws? Because when I look at the Los Angeles Angels, per se, I see a team that is flawed. But I also see an organization that still is continuing to try to win when they haven't been able to win with those two guys in the first place. You splash a bunch of money on Anthony Rendon. That hasn't worked out too well. Mike Trout got his massive contract. Well-deserved, but he can't stay healthy. Shohei Otani, next year he will be a free agent, and guess what? Steve Cohen's got a Brinks truck for him, ready and waiting. So what does it really mean when an organization hits that reset button? One, it tells you when a team hits that reset button, they've looked themselves in the mirror, they've acknowledged their flaws, 
and they're going to fix those flaws. And I say that because that's what the Nationals did this year. They said enough with this crap. We know we don't have any farm system guys coming up. We know we don't have the prospects that even contend even in 2023. And we also know that the ownership situation that we have right now is not ideal. The Nationals looked themselves in the mirror and they said, hey, we got to change something. We got to change it now. We're going to put our best foot forward and we are going to offer Juan Soto, one of the brightest stars in the game of baseball currently right now. We're going to offer him whatever we want. The biggest contract offer that we could possibly give out. And they did just that. They offered Juan Soto a mega deal. Juan turned it down. Now what do you do? Well, you hit the trade button. And you traded him for a bunch of big-time prospects. One of the biggest hauls in all of sports history when it's all said and done. And that is the right decision for a ball club that doesn't really have a very bright future as we sat there in the middle of July of the 2022 season. A team that didn't have many prospects coming up to help in the next few years. We needed to hit that reset button, and they did. They acknowledged their weakness. They acknowledged that we're not going to be spending the money with the learners, and we don't have guys to come up to help the team win right now. And with doing that, I applaud them for it. Yes, it does suck trading away a superstar, Phenom, who wanted to stay here, who actually wanted to be in D.C. for the long term. But then again, Scott Boris, his agent, was not going to allow that until he hits free agency. He wants the open market. He wants the top dollar. He wants the highest AAV. He wants all of that, and he's going to get all of that. So it was a smart decision on both sides. And if anything, if you were going to say that there was a winner or a loser from this deal, I think by far and away, the loser of this deal would be Juan Soto. The reason I say that is because when you decline all that money the way that he did, that's a little risky. You know, he wasn't a particular great hitter once he got traded to San Diego. He struggled a lot. But then again, I think about it this way. I do pride myself in this. So I try to put myself in their shoes and kind of what Juan could have thought. After winning a World Series in 2019, after being the face of the organization, one of the faces of all of Major League Baseball, winning the home run derby. Juan Soto was the guy. The guy. And so, when you think about it, it, if anything, he was the loser out of that outcome. He was. Because you could have stayed here and you could have secured yourself a massive payday to stay with a team that was going to be selling to new ownership that would have been a little more aggressive maybe with Juan Soto still here in D.C. But then again, he chose not to. He's betting on himself. And the Nationals, they're betting on themselves as well. And they got a huge haul in return that's going to be a fixture for this team for years to come. This could be the reset button of all reset buttons in Major League Baseball history because of what they got. Robert Hassel, C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, Yarlin Susanna. And I'm blanking on the others because it's such a huge, huge deal that they got in return. James Wood, 
how could I forget James Wood? You see what I mean? All these guys that we got, they all have superstar potential. All of them do, and you can't tell me otherwise. I know how this game works. It's not going to turn out for them to be all superstars. I understand. But look at the upside. The ceiling of these guys. The ceiling of James Wood. The ceiling of Robert Hassel. The floor of Robert Hassel. The ceiling of Yarlin Susanna. All these guys in between that we have gotten in return for Juan Soto. I'm willing to bet two of these guys turn into stars. Because that's what we got in return for Juan Soto. And that's the price that you have to pay to get Juan Soto. And they understood that. And they were aggressive in doing so. And then also including in that deal was Josh Bell that got us an extra prospect who really knows which one in return that was. Some say it was Yarlin Susanna for Josh Bell. No problem. Josh Bell ultimately did sign this offseason for a relatively cheap deal with the Cleveland Guardians. But then again, he wasn't going to be coming back here, unfortunately. He did like it here, but we weren't going to be spending the money to get him back here in D.C., in that curly W. And same with Juan Soto, quite frankly. With the way that the MLB spends now, and the way that Scott Boris and his clients act, you kidding? You think the learners or whichever new owner would be coming in would be the one to give him all the money in the world? I'm not buying that either. And I'm not going to be playing that game. I was all in on Juan Soto. If you were going to, you're either going to extend him this past season, or you're going to trade him at the deadline because his value would have gone down even just to this offseason or even to next deadline. They got the value when it was high, when it was at its very tippy-top highest point ever, and they excelled on it, and they made the right decision for this ball club moving forward. But then there's also another story for this ball club moving forward that I am not so optimistic about, and that is where this new ownership situation stands. And ultimately, we have to raise the question, when or will we be getting new ownership going into this season? I'm going to get into all of that and more. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about my friends from NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, You think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyways? Even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. And now we get into 
some more Nationals news? Potential ownership situation? What is going on? Do you guys remember the report back in April or even May when the Nationals were reportedly looking to sell? And they were. Barry's Faluga from the Washington Post was all over that. He discussed it. Everyone did. At TalkNats on Twitter, discussed it as well, reported on it as well. And he has been keeping us up on really just anything that's going on with it. And he's reported in the past that the Masson debacle, I know I keep on saying debacle, but that's what it is, is holding this team back from selling the team. So where do we go from here now? Where do the Nationals go from here now? Because then again, you look at this team, and you're kind of talking about, well, what are we doing here? What are What is going on? That's what I keep on asking for. As I was dogging the Los Angeles Angels this past segment, I'll give them a round of applause here. They announced that they are selling a few months after the Washington Nationals, and it sounds like they're going to have new ownership by opening day of this year. Your Washington Nationals have not figured that out, and here's why. It's Masson. This deal that we have with the Angelos family, with the Baltimore Orioles, the team that was trying to block from any baseball team coming to the nation's capital so that they could start capitalizing or they could stop capitalizing on the D.C. market. They somehow, some way, got a deal with the MLB when they came here that they were going to be splitting a network and the Nationals, the bigger market, was going to be getting the raw end of the deal. And they have gotten just that. They figuratively steal money from the Nationals' pockets with this TV deal, being one of the bigger organizations in baseball, being one of the bigger markets in all of baseball, having a new stadium built here in D.C., having a little mini-city around the stadium here in D.C. There are so many different things that, one, makes this team attractive to a new owner, but then there's also the downside of this Masson deal. And then again, I'm no legal expert. Also, I can't really talk on too much what's not reported. This is all just speculation at this point. But then again, you follow this team. You know this team. You and I both know that the Masson deal is holding this team back from actually selling. And let's be honest. We want the learners gone. We want them gone because they aren't committed to this team. They aren't putting the funds, they aren't putting the money into the ball club that they really should be. They aren't. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe they aren't getting the return of investment in their mind. But then again, I didn't go to school for business. So what could they be doing? Because back in August, I thought this deal was going to be done in December. That's what people were reporting. That's what people were talking about. There were some rumors, some little rumor mills of the Nationals not being able to sell, not really sure of what they could do to sell the team. But then again, it hasn't come into fruition. All the reports that were really, shh, 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 stay quiet. Those reports, the ones you didn't really hear too much about, those are the ones that are coming into life now. With the learners not really selling it, and quite frankly, 
I don't think the learners sell at all at this point. It's been way too quiet, way too quiet for the Nationals over the past month or two on the ownership front. Not a lot of news. And Rob Manfred said it to himself when he was asked about it. He said, there's no update when asked about the Nationals ownership change. He's got nothing. Who's even in the bidding? Is Ted Leonsis still a front runner? Alongside with Rubenstein? Who else? Do they want to buy the team at this point? Ted Leonsis took the step to buying the team by purchasing the rest of NBC Sports Washington. So now all of that TV channel is under his control. And that was an obvious step to buy the Nationals. So there's a lot of question marks and a lot of things that should be answered. And again, we try to look at this from an analytical perspective, from a business-minded perspective, and you just have to ask yourself, what are we doing? When can this nightmare be over with? Because if it's not evident enough, the learners want to get the best dollar price possible for the team. And Masson is holding that back by God knows how much money. But we know that from the Nationals not selling a sponsorship deal for the stadium, Nationals Park. And they didn't do that. It's because they never got the right dollar amount that they wanted. They want, you have to pay the price of what it is. They set that price and no one's met it so far. Now, if they were to resolve this Masson situation, if they were to jump ship off that awful channel and get over to NBC Sports Washington or whoever, then now we're talking. That's when you will see change with the ownership. Because then again, this isn't going to change until that is fixed. Because quite frankly, if you haven't been able to tell, the learners want nothing to do right now with the Nationals. All they're focused on is their real estate. Let's just be honest with it. So then again, we try to talk about it. We try to learn about it. And then again, we still have no answers on where this is headed. That has been the most frustrating part of the 2022 year for the Nationals. You learn that they're going to sell. You're kind of excited. Some of you were, some of you weren't. I was. And then now we sit here today. And ultimately, as I sit here, December 30th, 2022, I ultimately think the learners do not sell. And this was a big, epic failure. But now I'm going to discuss some goals for the 2023 season. As guys, it's almost a new year. We're almost there. So thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And now we jump into some goals for the Nationals 2023 season. And goal number one is pretty simple for me. Continue to commit to the rebuild. What does that mean? I want the Nationals to kick every 
tire. I want you to make every call. I want you to try to sell your players to other GMs and get prospects in return. Not one foot in the door, two feet, both feet in the door on this rebuild. Like I was saying earlier, you've looked yourself in the mirror. You've decided that this club ain't it. This ball club is not going to be winning with the guys that we have on this roster, and we can't spend enough money to make this roster a winnable one for the foreseeable future. So what did we do? We traded away Juan Soto to get all those prospects in return. I want you to sell your veterans when the time comes. Patrick Corbin, if you want to eat some of his contract and trade him at the deadline for whatever, do it. Steven Strasburg, if he miraculously comes back healthy, you want to eat his contract and send him off somewhere else, do it. Who else? Name them. Trevor Williams. If you have someone knocking on your door, if Trevor Williams is out kicking his coverage, trade him. You need to commit to the rebuild to have the betterment of this club at the front line of what the Nationals should be doing this season. I want you to trade, be aggressive in the trade market. I want you to trade John. I point to the John Lester trade a lot. John Lester for Lane Thomas. Mike Rizzo, one thing he's great at are trades. That's something he's always understood. He's always gotten. And that's something that I I truly believe in what his cream of the crop thing is as a president of the baseball ops here in D.C. That is his thing. Work in the trade market, work in the phones, and quite frankly, has he lost a trade yet? I don't think so. So that's why I want two feet in the door for this Washington Nationals rebuild. They're going to look themselves in the mirror, and you're going to want to trade with the Nationals, and you will like that as well. Second goal I have, continue the rebuild with these younger guys like C.J. Abrams, Josiah Gray, Cade Cavalli, Mackenzie Gore, Kiber Ruiz, all these guys that make up the Nationals. I want you to continue to get them their reps that they will need. Because, guys, I'm not a believer in keeping someone down in the minor leagues to further develop themselves if they are ready. Like what we did with Cade Cavalli this past season. He was in the minor leagues for way too long. There was no reason that this guy shouldn't have been in the majors from day one, from day one of the season and been in the rotation. But then again, we wait till mid-August. And what does that do? Not too much as he got injured in his first start. Nothing too serious. But then again, this team needs to fully commit into building their core for the future and keep guys like Josiah Gray Cade Cavalli, Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, you need to put them in their best situation possible to even try to successfully succeed in this rebuild. Because those are the guys that's going to lead the way. Right now, that's the foundation of this team. Not only are they found the foundation for the 2023 Nationals, but they are for the next five years, and it's not even close. Seven years if we're great. So the Nationals continue to do that, continue to do those two things. But then last but not least, 
by any means or stretch of the imagination. For the love of God, sell the team. Sell the dang team. I don't know what the learners will have to do. They're obviously not going to budge on the price. I just talked about it for the last eight minutes before this. Sell the team. You want nothing to do with it. All you're doing right now is holding the players and the fans hostage from a situation we don't want to be in. It's evident. It's so evident. So clear. So transparent. That you do not want to be here. Sell the team. How can we do that? I don't know. I wish I could wave my magic wand and turn them and cast a spell so they can sell this team. I don't know what it's going to take. But then again, I know it's going to take something. And when push comes to shove, I ultimately do not think the learners sell the team at this point, just from where we stand. But your goal is to somehow, some way, sell the team to the highest bidder possible and make it a better situation for all Nationals fans. So thank you for making this Locked On Nationals your first listen. Now make Locked On Sports Today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. As always, I appreciate it, and we will be going strong into the 2023 year, and we'll be really turning a page on one of the worst years of Washington Nationals baseball that you and I will ever, ever witness, unfortunately. So thank you. Thanks for riding with me, and on to 2023 it is.